welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I will be your host for today, tomorrow, for infinity and beyond. Because um, <laughs> we're not in the sun realms, we're not in the star realms, because that's not a better topic at all with the next guest that I've got on. Yeah, we're going to be bringing up that stuff. We're going to be later. <laughs> we're going to... I was going to say, we're going to be bringing our stuff to the table here. Oh, yes, we are. Because joining me today to talk all about his um, his game thing that he's going to be bringing a start airy kick thing is um, he's maybe, I don't know if he's, I can't remember, I can't count because he's either Thing 10, Thing 11, or he's Thing 12 games. <laughs> I'm super it's, a thing. It's Sean Epperson. Hey, everybody. Hey, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what you do? See when you get somebody that like disarms you completely at Star Realms all the time and you get them back on the show, then what you do is you disarm them straight away by making them laugh for two minutes before they come on. So when they first come on and they start to chat, they can't chat because they can't talk. Exactly. Properly. <laughs> How you doing, son? You good? I'm doing really great. Uh, it's been a very crazy week as we're getting ready for the Kickstarter that's coming up here very soon, five days away as uh, at the time of this recording. Yeah, I know. I might. It depends when I'm going to launch it. It might be another thirty days or so. It depends. Depends. You know, it depends on you, Sean. Depends on what happens in Star <laughs> Realm, Sean. Exactly. You're saying I need to throw the games. I, I, I see where you're leading here. Saying that at all. There's a whole lot of editing that can go on. Let me just say that. <laughs> There's a whole lot. Okay. Um. <laughs> hello and thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, as I said, this is weird. I don't know where I'm going. Anyway, Sean's from Thing 12 Games, right? And Sean's got a Kickstarter coming out. But when me, me and Sean have this continual conflict going on on Star Realms all the time, and all the time, Sean continually beats me. So he's now decided that he's going to come on somebody's show who he continually beats at Star Realms, and then he's going to hand over his audio file, and he's going to really think that I'm not going to do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a brave man. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, you know, beating your server, you know, that, that comes and takes your order, and then you're like, ah, wow, I really yeah, exactly. hope they don't spit my food. <laughs> exactly. It's like, where are you going? I'm going to the toilet. What are you doing with that burger? Um, garnishing it. <laughs> you, you've um, had a couple of victories in Star Realm, so you're, you're not doing terrible. Oh, you can't, but, you uh, can't really backtrack on this <laughs> you can't really backtrack on this um, <laughs> last time we spoke <clears throat> it was about um, Dice of Pirates wasn't it? yeah that's, that, that's exactly the game that was a long time, you I mean where, where are you with that now, where are you with fulfillment and things like that on it? That one's really close uh, we have some pictures that were sent to us from manufacturing, we had a couple problems where the colors of items just weren't up to our expectation of quality. Uh, that's something that's very important to us. Like we don't want to just, you know, crap something out there, get it out there as fast as we can. Like we want it to be good. Uh, and the the original dice that they sent to us, the ship color it was supposed to be brown, and it looked mm. more like baby poo. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, that's not. Not what we want people to associate there's, with it. There's kind of different levels of baby poo color, though. Because you've got the, <laughs> the was it the Mercosium that you get at the beginning, which is just oh, black tar, right? And then <laughs> you remember that. Oh yes, <laughs> that's a, that's an exciting day of being a parent. 
oh look at you look they're so cute and they're so lovely and oh my goodness what's that what is that thing <laughs> liquid evil coming out of your child yeah. <laughs> it's like what's this it's like alien five <laughs> it's it's prometheus <laughs> so um yeah but i mean have things got sorted out over that because i know that you were oh, yeah. you had the ship thing to kind of get sorted out with the the strength of the actual masts themselves to ensure that they could get through the shipping process yeah exactly yeah that was the other thing is that the the prototypes that they sent us for the ship it was just not it was going to break and we didn't want that to happen so we had to get the model of the ship tweaked a little bit and adjusted mm-hmm. so everything is all good to go however i'm happy to report so um manufacturing sent us some pictures to finally verify like you know here's the final colors of some stuff uh are you guys fine with that I'm like yep we are it looks great so uh they've uh they're gonna be hitting the punch button to get that ready to go here soon um i believe we should be sending this out to people in august uh which yeah. is a little bit later than we we had originally planned but um it's going to be a much better product so that's good yeah it's always a kind of nervous thing because you've got the money and then it's a case of do you sacrifice the delivery date in order to make a bigger a better product or do you one of these guys that say oh we did our kickstarter on time and we're getting out to you on time and then having people get the box and go oh somebody's let a baby poo in here <laughs> exactly no and, and as long as you're being communicative to the audience i think they've like people have been responding well to it like you know hey yeah they're not on time but they've been responding to us they've been very open about what's going on so it's not like we're taking the money and running you know like we're off getting beers in tijuana or something like that you know like no we're very we're sending information about it and showing pictures and you know very they're plugged into what's going on and they're very aware of like here's exactly why and the purpose of it all so i think that helps yeah but also on the other side of it is that you're if you're going to be bringing out the next kickstarter as well you are almost in some cases hoping that some of these people that have backed the previous games will return and and, and kind of support you on this campaign as well so i think you being honest and saying right okay this is where we are this is what we need to do and we need to make sure we're giving you the best product i think kind of people appreciate that i also think that people don't mind if a kickstarter's late i don't think they really mind i think if you've not back if you've not done a kickstarter if you're not back to kickstarter before I think maybe you're kind of like, where's my stuff? But I think if you're a kind of like a seasoned veteran, you're kind of like, wow, six months late, you really turned it around, kind of thing. But not in a sarcastic way, and as a genuinely kind of, yeah, this right. is how these things kind of, kind of, kind of work. Um, I, how long has your cat been involved in the co-design <laughs> thing? Because <laughs> right, he's very chatty all of a sudden. Like for like, like the last like... hour, she's been fine, but now she wants to just yell like... nonstop. What, what's what's her name? Uh, Emmer, E M M E R. It's almost a case of um, what's she saying? Oh, you, d- daddy's on the the phone to a Scottish person. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to be a part of the podcast. Oh my goodness! Well, Pat she can Hulu. certainly come. On, she can certainly come on at any time. Does she play Star Realms? <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, she can pause the screen, so I suppose yes. <laughs> 
Oh dear, she'd probably beat me as well. That's the disaster <laughs> thing about it, is that you would give her the kind of the random stuff and then she'd just be pawing away and going, Yeah, that's it. You yeah, that's it. Oh, twenty seven damage. That's decent, isn't it? Good <laughs> good kitty. <laughs> I, I've but, actually seen there are some apps out there, uh or cats. Uh you could actually load onto your iPad. I'm and I my my day job is I'm an iPad developer, you know, like software developer. And uh, who was it? I can't remember. So it was like a cat food company that put these out um, just to see if like, you know, cats would respond to it. And there are things like, you know, like there's fish swimming around. You can get the cats to paw the fish and actually like hit them and and respond. So there's, (laughs) if you're interested in cat apps, they're out there. (laughs) Are you, I mean, are you going to be developing these you know, have you thought, have you got your own range of cat apps that you're planning? Well, see, I think there, there's a really, there's an untapped market in the board game industry for pet designated board games. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people that put pictures of their cats, pl- try to play board games with them on Instagram. Um, and I think that is a hidden market. I think there's definitely kind of some kind of, you kind of <laughs> go around the club Right. You have your cat basket, <laughs> and everybody lines up. There's a five-player game. Everybody lines up the cat basket. You put the board in the middle, which is a circle, and then you just put the stuff out there. You just let all the cats go because that's going to work out. Kind <laughs> of really, really, really well. There's there's all <laughs> there's all these kind of untapped markets. But what would you call it? I don't oh, know. C- c- catastrophe. Catastrophe, there, there you go. That's, there you go, that's, that's the name. done. Job done. Job done. Let's get a design <laughs> next week. <laughs> I'll, I'll start with the design doc right away. Let's let's get this done, Sean. We have to get it done. Uh, one day, right, I'm going to come out with an idea, right, and it's going to be an absolute killer, and you all are going to be regretting not making it. <laughs> it's going to be like, the, it's going to be the thing that breaks Kickstarter. <laughs> Exactly. Well, so this is something's going to break Kickstarter. I'll probably end up breaking. I'll probably end up kind of breaking Kickstarter anyway, as it goes. Um, I mean, you obviously you've um, you tackled kings, you tackled pirates, and now you're, <laughs> and now and now you're tackling marine wildlife, um, with your latest game, which is all about um, which is all about the seals, <laughs> of Cthulhu. John, John, John. Yes. <clears throat> I have gone through the deck of cards because you were you were gracious enough to send us a kind of a copy to to kind of look over and, and obviously give our opinion on it because like everybody's interested in that. Um, there's no seals in the seals of Cthulhu. They might have escaped on in in transit. Sean. Seals can be really wet and slippery. Sean, there's no seals <laughs> in the seals of Cthulhu. How can you be releasing a game to the general public and the title itself is a lie? Because I, <laughs> I unwrapped all your little baggies and I took like the little string off the other thing, which I'm not going to say what it is. I'll leave that to other people's imagination. Um, there's no kind of related to dog like marine animals in the entire box, and also I've seen the artwork and not such a thing. So what's going on? It might have been lost in translation. I just really don't, you know. 
<laughs> I trusted, I just like trusted you. I opened the box and I was like, okay, here we go. Where's the fish meeples? No fish meeples. Okay, where's the ball meeples? No ball meeples. Why is there a big thing about elder gods in here? <laughs> throw, throw, throw that to one side and out the way. So, you know, what's it, what's the game about? It's obviously not about marine life. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We, we thought about it, you know, but uh, you know, we decided to go with the whole Cthulhu thing instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And get, getting to that title, like, that wasn't our first go-to. Uh, it was... Man, that was the first uh, one, Penguin, there was, there was three... <laughs> Circus Seals of Cthulhu. Um, that's it was a uh, Battle for Arkham. Which I liked the like the punch that that title had, but uh, the the lawyer uh, person that we frequently uh, talked to, whenever we're dealing with titles, uh, came back and was like, "Yeah, that's going to be problematic, uh, both from the Warner Brothers and their control over like all things Batman mm-hmm. uh, and Arkham related, as oh, well as Fancy yeah. Flight having their control over stuff." So yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can sometimes get Arkham through, but you open yourself up to potential litigation and cease and desist and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, eh, that sucks. Okay, so we're going to have to come up with a different name. And we batted around a bunch of different ideas, and we finally settled on uh, Seals of Cthulhu, the idea being that the cards themselves are essentially those seals. They're, they're hidden away. They're They're a doorway to all these powers that can exist. And mm-hmm. if you can summon them together, you can open the seals and you open these powers, you open these abilities in the game. And it's, I mean, where'd you get the idea? I mean, what, I mean, it's a fairly, I mean, I do see kind of a lot of, there's like as a genre, it's a, it's a re- relatively kind of popularist kind of genre. So what made you guys kind of sit down and say, right, this is the next game that we're going to be doing? I mean, where did the original idea come from? Or has it already been sitting there for a while? Uh, the the idea for the game I had a long time ago. Uh, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, when I came up with the idea, it was basically I, I had this notion of, I have something which you want, and you have something with uh, which I want, but those things that we have aren't really worth a whole lot to us as an individual. So there seemed to be something interesting there. And that sort of like bartering back and forth of I've got control over you. I've got, you know, some influence over you because of what I have. And so I went home and I mocked up the game uh, with these blank cards and, and tried it out and it was terrible. I hated it. It was just boring (laughs) and it was terrible. So I took all the cards, like, whatever, this is a terrible idea, and I shoved it away in my designer box and forgot about it for, oh gosh, a good eight, nine months or so. And then um, I was going over to a game night uh, with some friends and happened to see those cards. And so I mm-hmm. sat down and like, oh, I remember this game, it's terrible. And, uh, <laughs> and then I started kind of like flipping through them, and all of a sudden I had this moment of just inspiration. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I know how to fix this. I, I think I know what this is missing. And so I ran back to the table and I quickly mocked them up and and ran off to our, our game night. And yeah. before we started, I'm like, okay, 
and you know I know we're gonna play these games and whatever, but I need to sit down and play this with you guys and find out if this is fun at all. It's gonna be completely unbalanced and you know wildly broken and all that kind of stuff. But is there anything fun in here? And they played it, and sure enough, uh, that kernel of fun, that that element that wasn't there before, suddenly was, and I was super excited. Like, okay, great, it's there. And so then my business partner and I sat down, we started talking through, you know, what sort of theme matches with what you're doing in this game, this, this push pull back and forth tug of war and a cultist and an investigator seem to really work well for that because you've got these diametrically opposed goals and Mm -hmm. you're, you're working against each other. Do you know that like, well, this person has some influence over me, and this person, you know, my opponent has influence over me, and I've got influence over them. And that, that back and forth struggle seemed to work really well with the Cthulhu mythos. And so that opened up a lot of opportunities of where I could take the design from there. Because it's not just about, I mean, the base game is basically, you know, um, it's all about kind of claiming the ability to kind of claim cards. And then you offering somebody here have all this influence, and them deciding whether or not they're gonna kind of take the influence and give you the card, or they're gonna, you know, not. And then it kind of ramps up between bidding, and then. But the interesting side of it was that the cards themselves come into play. So the first round is basically, well, how many meeples have I got? The second and third round is, well, I've not only got these meeples, but I've also got these cards as well which then changed the game to add a bigger strategy element, element, which is kind of more kind of interesting. I mean, was that what was... Was that something else? Was that something that you added or was that something that was already in the original game that you just hadn't kind of perfected or honed? So the thing that I, <clears throat> that I added was the element that each card had that second ability. So each card is a, has a victory point value on it and mm. then... The, the currency value of that card was the piece that was missing. And so when I added that in, like, okay, that, that's what kind of balances it out. That's what makes it interesting. Because your cards in your hand, uh, each player has basically an inverse of each other. So mm-hmm. you've got a card, say you're the cultist. Uh, you've got a card that's more focused around cultist, focus, uh, cultist abilities. And the victory point value on that card is going to be worth a lot to you, but you know that currency-wise, it's not going to be worth that much. I've got the other half of that card. Currency-wise, I know you really want it, so it's worth a lot to me, but yeah. victory point value, it's not worth that much. And that that polar opposite of each other really kind of makes it really interesting. And, and the third item is uh, each card having an ability. Once we've settled on, like, let's go you know, follow this kind of Cthulhu mythos uh, element, then I started thinking about, okay, what kind of things would work with this mechanic and also stay true to the Cthulhu realm, you know, and having the powers be triggered off having both halves of that card really created a lot of interesting um, choices to make, a lot of strategy elements. Yeah, because there's things, I mean, um, one of the things that was, in, well, kind of interesting about it um, was the combinations because at the beginning you're like, well, how's this going to work? And then you realise that you can do combinations of cards that keep cards kind of flipping back and forward in order to break your opponent's combinations in order to stop them from gaining more influence and therefore 
claiming stuff and then having more victory points at the end of the day as well. So, I mean, when you're doing something, because it's, I mean, the, there's not a massive number of cards in this deck. You know, it's when you're opening it up, you're not like, you know, opening up a huge number of cards here. Um, it's not a big game. You know, it's, it seems to be kind of like a very decent competitive but there's more kind of depths of strategy as you're going on. I mean, was that something that you were very conscious of trying to do when you were putting it together? Or is it something that evolved as you kind of went? It definitely evolved. Uh, I didn't set out to go, okay, I'm going to create this super highly strategic game. Um, as we evolved the game and, and went through the design process and tweaked and adjusted things, that kind of opened up. And, and it was really cool to see people well my game testers and, and play testers kind of seeing that and kind of opening their eyes and going, wow there's a lot of there's a lot of depth here there's a lot of strategy here with just the few cards that you're able to play and mm -hmm. having those few cards actually makes it even more crunchy because every decision you make has a big impact on the game so you know the whether you're going to try and bluff your opponent because you want to try and get more influence so you've got more currency to be able to, to bid stronger on another card mm. has a huge impact. So games can be kind of swingy if you're if you're not careful. But if both players are really playing strategically, typically it's like a one, two, maybe three point victory difference. And is that I mean, um have you had to okay, have you had to take stuff out then? I mean is it is there a danger with creating a card where you've got kind of like multiple abilities? to add in additional cards to say, well, this card could do that, this card could do this, this card could do that. Have you had to be quite strict with the the cards that you've put in there and also the kind of the different kind of mechanics that they introduced to the game as well? Absolutely. Uh, because that I, I wanted the economy to be super tight. And I've had, I had a couple of people in the earlier uh, days when we were testing uh, say, well, you should add, you know, add more meeples in there, you know, open up the currency. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want you at some point to feel like you have to start bidding with your cards, and I want that to be a viable strategy. Um, I've had games where I've given away all my meeples, and I've been able to win uh, just by bidding, you know, careful bidding and strategic bidding with my cards to be able to manipulate the player through that, you know, that mechanism. So mm -hmm. because things are so tight, uh, it's really important to watch the the power creep and you know the victory point swings on each one and you know one small adjustment can have a, a big impact so anytime i do a, a tweak like well okay i'm gonna make the victory point on this one one more okay now i have to do a lot of play testing to make sure that doesn't cause any kind of big swings or balances and i, th I guess um the other thing is, is, is with the, the playtesting i mean what i've seen on social media a lot is you you seem to have play tested this um, a fair a fair amount kind of I see a lot of people talking about kind of having a game was that again was that have you done more playtesting for this than you have say with the other games that you've done before uh, have I done more I don't think I've done more um, I want all of our games as Think12 to be rock solid I don't want people to go wow there's this really huge imbalance you know there's this, this massively broken piece and mm -hmm. you don't, you can't find that out unless you just get out there and grunt work, do all the playtesting and beta testing. Um, so I do that for all of our games, regardless of 
how deep or how light the game may be. Uh, Click Click Boom was a, another example of one of our games. It's a you know lighter party style game, but we did a whole ton of playtesting with that just to make sure that there weren't any big issues with the gameplay. There weren't you know there was nothing that was kind of out of balance with the little player powers that were a part of that game as well. And with you, I mean, with you, with you doing the playtesting, was there? Um... Are you thinking expansions and additional cards and things like that you would maybe want to bring in once people have kind of played the base game? Yes. Uh, so in the the base game, there are there are additional cards that will be unlocked through Kickstarter, and that's with all the Elder Gods. So the base game has um, Cthulhu because you can't have a Cthulhu game without the big man himself, and mm-hmm. uh, and one of the Shagas. And then there's more Elder Gods that you can add in, but each time you add in a card, you have to remove something. So it maintains that that six card hand balance. Um, yeah, there are other elder gods I'd want to add in, and there's a, a different mechanic that I've been wanting to play with. But uh, first, I'm going to see how this game does, and if it does great and people like it, then you know we'll be able to do some expansions and bring in some new things. Uh, as long as you know we'll have to do a lot of playtesting to make sure it doesn't cause any imbalances. But I've got I've got some plans for it for sure. Okay, okay. And, I mean, have you tried to mix the theme in as much as possible? Because it's, I think there's there's sometimes a difficulty with, with I guess, lighter games to make sure that the theme is kind of almost embroidered into the kind of the mechanics as well and make sure it's kind of represented well on the cards. Um, is that, I mean, is that is it things like that you kind of have to take into consideration as well when you're putting the game together? For me, yes. Uh, I'm I'm very much a pro theme person. Like I, I want theme to be very high in the games. Um, this was a rare circumstance where a mechanic was the driving force of a game rather than the theme first. Most of my designs have been um, I've come up with the the theme. Like oh, this seems like a really cool idea uh, mm-hmm. thematically, and then I figure out ways to make that happen. Uh, this mm-hmm. was here's an interesting mechanic. How can I come up with a theme to make this work as well so all of the abilities in the game have been very tied thematically back to the cthulhu mythos so um you know cthulhu's power is very thematic to what he represents uh shabnigarath is very uh part of what they do um nero Lefetep, uh, the king in yellow uh, yeah. has to like i wanted to make sure that the the powers that that work within the game somehow fit back with the theme so that it doesn't feel like, well, it's just this pasted on thing. They just took a picture and put it on the card. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's I think it's a difficult I think it's a difficult thing to do. I think um there's a difficulty between creating something new and inventive and um having like a theme or, you know, having that and then making sure that it sometimes can work or there is a kind of a connection with the with the mechanics as well. Um I mean were you, in terms of the the kind of the how quickly the game plays? Because the game the game it's not a. It seems to be a game that can either take twenty minutes to play or it could take even longer to play, just with I guess and that will increase depending on how often you kind of play the game. But I mean, when you were first putting the game down there was the kind of the accessibility to the game the ability to understand the game as quickly as possible 
was that one of the goals as well so people would actually get it to the table and play it yes uh anytime i do playtesting um players understanding what they're doing is a big importance for me uh, especially mm-hmm. with lighter games like and I say lighter and like there's a lot of crunchy decisions you have to make in this game but um, it's something that because you can play quickly I wanted it to be something that you could teach to someone fairly quickly mm-hmm. as well and I think that has come through pretty well uh, in all the playtests I've done uh, do a quick explanation and they get it and I've had people beat me the first time that they're playing the game like that's great that's so awesome because you know, if I'm beating everyone every single time, like, well, there's mm-hmm. some sort of problem there, I feel. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want this to be chess, you know, where it's like, I'm the Grandmaster and nobody can beat me. Yay, mm-hmm. I made a game that I'm super good at. That's all. Yeah. Okay. And I think that the thing is that it... really kind of makes that is the fact that every time you're doing that, that blind bidding process, because mm-hmm. you're never quite sure what the person is doing. Like, you, you yeah. might have a good idea, but yeah. they could throw you a wrench and be like, wow, I didn't think you were going to do that. I thought you were going to do this other thing. Oh, crap, yeah. I totally overspent on this. <laughs> yeah, because that's the whole thing, is that you can you can end up trying to get somebody to commit, and then they overcommit, and then it's like, well, that's fine, I'll just take all that influence, and then you can have this kind of almost like this this card here, and then people will be like, ah, oh, damn, I didn't kind of really want that. And then the next round, you can just kind of like smack them down, because you've got not only your influence, but you've got the card, and you can kind of kind of take them to town but it does seem to be built so that it's quite easy to switch back and forward so that the lead can change very quickly over kind of like um kind of like two or three rounds that there doesn't seem to be like a almost like um a kind of a runaway winner again i mean is that something you kind of get through repeated playtesting i guess yeah i mean sometimes you'll you'll see like turn three you're like okay i've probably got this and you know, and it, and it comes out just like that because they made some really bad choices. But mm-hmm. the game's quick enough that you know they can go, okay, well, I see where I where I screwed up. You know, I see what I did wrong. Now mm-hmm. we can play again, and you know, it's like fifteen twenty minutes, and we'll be able to get through another game. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Has the um, have you had to be conscious about how you're going to be marketing it on the build up to the kind of the Kickstarter kind of campaign? doing something different from the dice, you know, the dice of brand that you kind of been building up. Was it kind of, did you, did that factor into kind of like your, your kind of approach? Or have you, have you kind of been looking at it and saying, well, this is the next kind of thing, 12 games that's coming out. Um, and this is the theme and we hope you kind of really like it. Uh, well, I mean, you always want to tailor how you market something to the audience that is going to like that thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing more of a party style game, the the people that I contact the uh, the way that I present the game all that sort of stuff has to marry that and be appropriate for that audience um, mm-hmm. you know like I wouldn't send uh, click with them to uh, heavy cardboard for example right no but um, I've set this out to different reviewers that I know really like thinky games it really like high strategy games because I feel yeah. like this is something in their wheelhouse so definitely like targeting you know where where you're touching base with people and, and how you're presenting things. Um, we have this this uh, tick down uh, image that we've created um, for the Kickstarter campaign starting mm-hmm. day six, day five. We just posted yeah. day five today. And it actually has this piece that changes. And so 
if you go back and you'll you'll watch this thing have this really kind of like um, it almost tells a, a story in a way uh, through the presentation and it's really kind of this dark and, and mysterious sort of thing again funneling back into the theme and the people that uh, like this sort of stuff I mean in terms of I guess, you know, having a couple of successful campaigns under your belt, are you quietly confident or are you still thinking, well, there's still, <laughs> there's still a big, there is still a big hill to, to, to kind of climb here because the Kickstarter, the Kickstarter landscape seems to be still very, very competitive. Uh, so it's it, definitely very competitive for sure. And I never feel like, oh, this is in the bag. You know, like I, I think if you do that, you are destined for problems regardless of whatever you're putting out. I mean, I feel like this is a, I know this is a solid game because of all the, all the reviews I've got back from playtesters and, you know, watch the responses. Um, mm-hmm. I've been getting feedback from people that have been reviewing it and it's been reviewing well, so that's great. Yeah. But you're never 100% sure. So, you know, I never just take it easy and like, oh, this will just sail. Like, I always, any of our campaigns that we do, like it's, you know, metal, pedal to the metal and, and full bore and we're just going <laughs> to bust our butts to try and get it out there and and do the best for it and i think that is that shows other people that we're serious about this you know that that we're not just you know fly by night we're not just you know eh, whatever uh we are as committed to our games being successful and our games being fun and engaging with players as we are with everything that we're doing but i mean are you still gonna is there still gonna be a bit of like squeaky bum time when you press the go button to see how things <laughs> kind of go. Oh yes, yes. Uh, I I can always start to feel the the nerves start to kind of like build up, and by the time Tuesday hits, I'll be a complete wreck. And you know, like, <laughs> Tuesday morning at eight is when eight p s t is when we're going to hit the button, and I'm going to be a big wreck. So that's that's going to be fun. But we're doing a big party, big launch party. So uh, that'll be interesting as well. Is it still? I mean, it must still be exciting, though. I mean, I, mean I know there's the nerves and the intrepidation, and you're like, you know, oh my goodness, I've left out, you know, the most important part of the whole game, which is the seals. <laughs> um, which I'm hoping you're correct. Oh, please make this a stretch goal. Please actually put a wooden seal in. That would be so <laughs> funny. This, even if you put it in, that it's worth like two influence. Oh, that'd be amazing. That would be um, amazing, wouldn't it? It'd be really serious, just like that. And you get, <laughs> you get an official seal of Cthulhu, and you can are... have like little tentacles on. I'll draw it for you, Sean. <laughs> Sweet. I'll design it for you. I will di- design a seal of Cthulhu for you. <laughs> there are not... some secrets, uh, some special things that we are planning for the game that uh my my finance person has been trying to spoil but i've been having to shut him down uh <laughs> is he like doing the, he's doing like the mark ruffalo yeah he's totally like oh my god <laughs> shut up don't talk about this oh did you see that did yes. you see the video of mark ruffalo kind of like them talking <laughs> he was talking about infinity war like last year or something he just managed <laughs> to drop like and the funniest thing about this is beep and then he's just like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> it's just fantastic. Oh, it's the whole thing was, oh yeah, the whole thing was absolutely just um, really, really, yeah, funny. So, <laughs> what do you do with spoiler stuff? I mean, do you um, do you paint them green and make them stand outside until they're a proper influence? Basically, yes. <laughs> uh, 
it, it's it's tough because he's like, oh, I, we got to tell all these people. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is really cool. Like, there's something that we're gonna that we want to bring to the game. It's one of our stretch goals that I haven't seen done in a game ever in the way that we're doing, which is kind of cool. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to unlock that stretch goal. But there's no there's no seals. I'm not going to say anything. That's not. A, <laughs> oh my goodness, that's not a yes. I cannot. Go, right. Okay, that's fine. You know, you've got. I plead the fifth. You can't. No, you're not. You know, you're in my house now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just, you know, we had this decision. Don't be coming across here with your little flipping amendments and stuff like that, and your rights and things like that. You know. Oh. <laughs> You're in the UK, you're in Scotland, you know. That's it, you're in trouble. Uh-oh. I'm not in Kansas um, anymore. Definitely not in Kansas. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> um, how much is it going to be for people to step over the door of the large tentacled one? $12, which is insanely low for what we want to do. Uh, with this game, um, that was a a plan on ours. My my finance person has been running all the numbers, and we're actually giving I want to say it's a fifty percent discount off the MSRP. Uh, so the MSRP is going to be twenty four twenty five dollars. Uh, so the the Kickstarter base backer level is going to be twelve, which is insane. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. No, I thought you said for a second you were gonna it was going to be twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. Yep. No. That's again, the that's 12. the base. Twelve dollars is going to be the base backer level. Yep. And how much is the shipping? Uh, shipping is. Put you on the spot now. I, I don't know. He's got the numbers on that one. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I'll teach you. Oh, crap! I don't have that one. I'll teach you. <laughs> it's okay. I can edit this out. I'm not editing it out, Sean. There's no way I'm editing this out. <laughs> But shipping will be affordable. We're definitely focused on you know doing the the friendly shipping kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We don't want, oh, hey, it's a twelve dollar game, and it cost me seventy dollars to ship it. Like, well, that's just not a viable <laughs> That'd option. Be so <laughs> you imagine that people go twelve bucks. I'm I'm on there. I'm on there. Seventy five dollars to ship. Well, you know <laughs> these things are heavy. <laughs> these seals are going to ship themselves. Uh, <laughs> You need a box that when you open it, it goes... Rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> like the uh, I was so many ideas. Box. You should have come to me like six months and I would have like the, the ideas we would have had. <laughs> there would have been a little... There would have been a little info. There would have been a seal and then there would have been a little round meeple you would have put on top and if it balanced during the round you would have got extra influence. And... I can't even talk about it. I'm just I feel insulted that the seal's not going to be in there. Um, when are you going to be? <laughs> when you um, when you launching? May twenty second, Tuesday, May twenty second, uh, eight a.m. Pacific Standard Time is when we're going to punch the go button. So with Kickstarter, you never really know exactly mm. when it's going to hit, but uh, mm-hmm. by nine a.m. PST, it should be should be live. Awesome, awesome. And where can people? find you if they're not seal lovers on the <laughs> internet if you want to find where you are uh let's see instagram is at thing 12 games 
uh, Twitter is at Thing12Games. Facebook is Thing12Games. I think you see a pattern here. Um, Could be Thing12Games, I'm guessing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 22nd of May, $12 is going to get you through the door. Um, if you're interested in a game that's kind of like two-player competitive, has you thinking can be lead can be changing back and forward but isn't going to take ages to learn but is going to take a little while to master then jump on the seals of cthulhu because it sounds like it could be a little bit of a, a little bit of a blast i'm obviously having to remain impartial um <laughs> do you know what i mean did can i just ask a question and this is going to sound totally kind of um strange for people that are listening until they actually see the game did you did you hand burn every single one of those things <laughs> in the box? I completely did, and uh, I had the singed fingers to uh, prove it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Really, it was a little bit of pain. It was it your well, Star Realms finger that you hurt yourself? No, uh, no I had to save that one for uh, kicking <sighs> your butt with. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. that's fine. As if you want to keep an eye on where we're up to go to google search we're not wizards you'll find us everywhere leave us a rating and a review and itunes and go and find us on stitcher and uh, twitter things stuff social media come on guys it's been 180 episodes you know where we are now if you don't know where we are then that's fine i'm really sorry but we'll put notes in the show notes so that you have notes to show etc 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 i'm going to do this differently i guess no anyway it doesn't matter next time it's fine um Thank you for coming on, Sean. It's you're an absolute delight to always speak to. It's just always fun. I enjoy our continual Twitter banter regarding <laughs> the realms of stars, which is always fun. And remember, there's still a long war to go with this. So you watch your back. That's all I'm saying to you. <laughs> watch your back, Everson. Because one day <clears throat> one day you're gonna turn around and all you're gonna hear is draw your blob. <laughs> <laughs> green fighter thing you know you can't hide you can't hide between your little special tricks all the time you just want a straight fight next time it's a straight fight stop doing all your gambits and your special heroes and stuff that's why i keep rejecting you i'm just saying this in public i've noticed you that do a, straight, do a straight fight in star realms come on i'll see you man to man definitely <laughs> Um, Seals of Cthulhu, 22nd of May, $12. Take a look at it, because it is it's fun. Okay, I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to you know, put that out there. Um, and check out all the stuff. Go and search Thing12 Games. Follow Sean on Twitter, because he's a pro follow. He's a really, really nice guy. He's brings a lot of kind of laughter and joy and tears to my life, to be perfectly honest, but you can't have everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the up and the down. It is the up and the down, it's the yin and the yang. You know, it's me crying over a phone. It's lucky my phone's one of those waterproof ones because every single time I lose at Star Realms, I'm like, it's okay. Um, <laughs> thank you very, very much for coming on. Thanks for having me, sir. I appreciate it. And um, there's only two more things to do. Uh, remember, the first thing is that we are many things, but we're definitely going to win the next game of Star Realms. <laughs> Isn't that right, Sean? <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, shut up. <laughs> and the second thing is to say goodbye. So say goodbye, loser. Goodbye, loser. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a goodbye for me. Remember, stay safe. 
Rule sixes. Um, strong worded complaints in the comments about the lack of seals, please. Be good. <laughs> um, but, but until the next time, uh, goodbye. <laughs>